Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's uh, Justin Nichols back with another segment of Chasing the Tide on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. Um, today, we got a special guest. One of my friends on the fishing scene here in Texas is uh, Tracy Debman. Tracy, welcome. Welcome to the segment. How's it going, everybody? What's up? What's up? Tracy uh, is a part of the Hobie fishing team and uh, associated with a shop here in uh, in Texas, Fin Factory. Uh, nice Hobie dealer we have here. Just opened their second store down south in the Rio Grande Valley. Stoked yes, on that. Did. Got some support close to you now, huh? <laughs> Eight minutes from the house, brother. Eight minutes. That's, that's awesome. We shop hang out all the time. <laughs> it's it's a horrible deal. It really is. I imagine. <clears throat> I got, uh, they got uh, Naomi down there running that one, huh? Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool shop out of, uh, started in Corpus Christi area. Um, they run some cool, cool tournaments, the Ray Del Mar, uh, in association with, with uh, Cats, ACK. It's pretty pretty cool deal they have every year. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully we get to have it this year with all this craziness going on. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully everything's cooled down by that point in time. I would hope so. Well, cool. Um, what I normally do at the beginning of the show is just introduce yourself. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then, uh, you know, how you started fishing and then transitioned into the, the kayak world. <laughs> well, uh, I'd love to say I'm a native Texan but uh, I was actually transplanted from Oklahoma rather quickly. And, but from West Texas area, I, I learned to fish mainly creeks, stock tanks, lakes, bank fishing. You know, our family was poor and we didn't have a boat. So 
everything was either live minnows or worms and fishing bass and crappie and yeah. you know sunfish and the occasional big cats and in, in creeks but um later on in life i i ended up going into the navy which introduced me to a little bit of salt water and got some crazy experiences up in northern california where i was stationed and fish for sturgeon and fish for some big hybrid striper up on the the napa river and Oh yeah. And, and that's where I, that's where I really got my saltwater roots was up there. And so once I moved back to Texas after the military, I, I finally, I had about a 10 year hiatus of, of no fishing, hardly at all. Yeah. And of course, at that point in time, there was just barely any water in the lakes in West Texas. So I ended up, right. got lucky and got transferred down to the Texas coast with work and found out really quick that everybody fished so oh, yeah <laughs> uh, w- within three months uh, i bought a boat and within eight months i realized i didn't want the cost of a boat so <laughs> bust sold out boat. another thousand That's <laughs> exactly what boat stands for b-o-a-t <laughs> and about about seven years ago to date we decided to get rid of that boat and uh decided to buy a couple of cheap kayaks and that's where the the passion began and, and we actually started catching more fish on those kayaks than we did in a boat so yeah that's that's how it began that's that's how the addiction began oh yeah it's an addiction all right <laughs> not nine kayaks later in seven yeah. years yeah. No, tell, if i could just take this camera in my garage you'd see it too <laughs> yep yep I, I got boxes of tackle in my bedroom that my wife's like you need to get this out of here you need to move this I said, where'd you put it? It's stacked in the garage neatly. Okay. Yeah, that's why everything's whole, in my got, trailer now. I got the whole side. Like, I got a whole side that is nothing but my stuff. Yeah. Like, mine. Gone. No, she my, can't even bark on the other side. They got other stuff my, too. But. My wife kicked all that out. I got it out in the trailer now. <clears throat> that's right. You got a nice rig. You got a nice trailer. Drag around. Yep. Pretty sweet. Drag that thing all over. <laughs> Well, cool deal, man. It's a, uh, you know, we, we met at some, some local tournaments, um, ended up having a mutual friend that, that I, I skateboarded with and he, he'd give you a hard time. Hey, you know, that crazy dude, I didn't know he fished like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he told um, me to keep my eye out for you though. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep your eye out for that one. He's a little bit crazy. <laughs> nah, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, we met at some, of some, uh, some of the events one of our our friends eugene mora puts on the san, san antonio kayak fishing uh group <clears throat> met through that and and had some good times on the water uh you know, i don't i don't get down there enough i need to get down there and fish your waters with you <laughs> so yeah you know <clears throat> on that note you know i'd like to talk a little bit about some of the areas you like to target down there and uh and some of your favorite species in the water you fish down in your way and let everybody know where you're at exactly now too yeah, so I, I I live in Harlingen, Texas, which literally my house as the crow flies. I'm about 11 miles from the Rio Grande, so I'm about as south as you can go. Um, and what it did though is it gives me access to to one of the most pristine bodies of water there is, and that's the Lower Laguna Madre. So just this vast expanse of mm. a hypersalinity lagoon, yes. and it's you know. West side, it gets a little silty, but the east side stays crystal clear almost year round, no matter where the wind's coming from. And it sure does. Beautiful. And it's but about, I, uh, <clears throat> well, you access, you can go across from Port Isabel through to South Padre and drive up and kind of access some stuff on that side. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit up there. Um, unless you really want to drive up and drive up the beach to the East cut. Yes. Port Mansfield cut, but I fish mainly, um, South Bay, which is down South towards Boca Chica, the Brownsville shipyard, Laguna Vista, Royal city, uh, SPI, of course. Yeah. Um, but then probably one of my favorite, two of my favorite spots, Laguna Vista and Port Mansfield areas. Yeah. Um, Port Mansfield, it's not much to look at when you look out there, but man, there are just a, a ton of fish. And there's, there, there's some good <clears> stuff down there. And it's and, what, and about, a, it's about a two and a half mile a jaunt across to get to the, to the uh, east side. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that two and, two and, and a half, three miles, three miles. But there, there's uh, good water in between, too. There's fl- just vast amounts of flats. Yeah, yeah, flats, yeah. and then you'll get your occasional uh, spoil islands from yeah. the ICW that just yeah. hold a ton of fish. Hold so, a ton of fish. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and a ton of seagrass everywhere. But, oh, yeah. Um, as far as my favorite species, though, I mean, I, I target everything, of course, trout, redfish, um, and a the occasional flounder when I find whatever it. hits that lure <laughs> and but then you know we got that special fish down here we we got those snook yeah, and got those you, you know it's it's not not every day in Texas that you can go out and actually target a snook when you're outside of Florida and right and right we we've got those areas where you know depending on what type of year it is it's actually pretty easy to go and target them but yep. uh yeah. My favorite fish, though, and you know me, my favorite fish is is big sow trout and and big old gators. I mean, that's just I know we we peas in a pod when it comes to that. Same, so I'm on the same tip right there. That's that's me. That's what I like to chase those. You know, snook snook <clears> is cool. You know, we we touched on that on some uh, episode couple episodes back. I think me and Chris Castro kind of touched on a little bit too. You know, uh, over the years that the the warmer temperatures and their uh, the, the milder winters we have had the snook they they pushed all the way up i mean i've, I've caught yep. two up here in the last year <clears throat> i mean they were just, smaller but i know there's some big ones i know there's some big ones in there i've, I've seen them on my, my side scan <laughs> i know they're in there and it's just a matter do i want to get some live mullet and pitch it up in there or not i try to catch them on artificials but i've caught two caught two in some areas over here there 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 are some and there, there are a lot more uh they're a lot thicker down there where, where you're at. You yeah, know? yeah, they are. There's, I there's mean, yeah, we can go out and, in a good day. You can catch, you know, between five, 15 snook. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's a really good, unique fishery down here. Yeah, and then mangroves like crazy if you really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all thick. They're coming up here, too. You know, but yeah, you can't – I can't get away from them trout, man. That just there, – there's something about those fish, and they're they're – strikes on top water just insane sometimes doing cartwheels over your lure and two of them chasing it and flipping all <laughs> over each other and catching two I mean, at once yeah two at one time i mean if, if if there's some listeners out here from the freshwater side that don't haven't experienced it you know man it's a it's some insane head shaking and and flips i mean i i've had them you know 24 25 inch trout that's like five pound trout just f- jump flop out of water like five six foot out of water look like a like man was that a that's a trout hole my goodness you know and it's like good grief that thing just flipped all around like that it's pretty crazy when yeah that did. that big one from this last weekend on the doa pt7 man just crushed it came up out of a hole a sand pocket and a foot of water and just destroyed it all on top water it was great 
who caught that fish? That was uh, I did. I you did. caught a good I one, did. right? How big yep. was that one? It was only twenty four this week. Twenty four. That was a good one. Though. That's still that's still a that's still a solid trout. There ain't you know there ain't a lot whole lot of them being caught like in uh, Louisiana, Alabama, no. Gulf Coast, Florida. I mean, there's some there's some there's some there's some big ones over there. It just takes a little more work, seems like. So, um, the areas you fish around down there are you uh, are you more tidal dependent? Do you do you use the tides to your favor? Or say, uh, if you don't have a lot of tidal movement, you use like wind-driven water movement um, when you key in on areas. Are you looking for structure? I mean, tell some of the listeners about that. You know, what do you key in on for those big trout? So down here, and if you've ever been to this area, like, like you were saying, it's just big, huge, immense, vast flats, grass flats out here. I mean, it's just everywhere. So um, tide can play a lot into it. Uh, luckily the time on the water, you understand where the slopes are and, and some of those key drop-offs and, and holes. Yes. And uh, Google Maps helps with that a lot too. You'll, you'll find new places, you know, yep. all the time. And, yep. and, uh, but Is that historical trend to go back and look at low you, water conditions. Absolutely. You go back and find when it's at low yep. tide and see where yep. all that, those hidden pieces are. But yeah. Fish um, highways, man, them little cuts and stuff that run through all that. And that's what it is. <laughs> But, uh, you know, for the most part, when, when the, when the tides are low, they get concentrated, um, in, in most of the areas. And, uh, but when we get them super high tides, it, it really wreaks some havoc because boy, they just have a, a mile and a half of extra mile to, to, to go and spread out and and venture off. But at those points in time, you just stay up shallow because I mean, our water temperature usually varies a lot from even two and a half hours. It's only it's only March, and I was yeah. fishing in eighty degree water this weekend. Right. So, oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and the fish were up in less than a foot of water, and that was the trout. They were way up. So right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But you know the other thing that we compete with down here, um, just outside of tides, it's just mainly time on the water, learning where the fish are going to be at during the tides down here. Yeah. Certain times um, of the year, in different areas too. And um, of course. Those trout love that seagrass. Uh-huh. They absolutely love it, and they will hang out and they will just hide and they will they'll wait to ambush whatever yes. you throw over a sandy pocket. Yeah. Um, but what I've noticed noticed too is some of the biggest trout that I've ever caught are over grass in dirty, muddy, silty water. Mm-hmm. And and of course in the winter time that that of course is mainly due to the mud and the structure and the you know the heat that's in the water. Yes. But what I found is the big trout tend to make mistakes in that dirty water. Yes. yes they do. Anything that's making noise and vibration and they pick it up and, and, you know, it don't matter if you even have a floral leader at that point in time, you can right. be running straight braid. It don't matter because it, they're barely, they're using all their other senses other right. than their sight to, yes. to, to key in on that. So, um, but really uh, some of the other things, as far as finding fish down here is when the winds pick up in the afternoon, mm-hmm. a lot of people like to get off the water and especially in a kayak. I, yeah. I, I love when the wind picks up, yeah. uh, the wind will pick up, especially off of certain areas like points or, or little, you know, rises, you know, yeah. where you, you get a little shallower area and they'll hang off right on the edges. Um, what I've noticed is they will, they'll congregate and almost stage in a certain area 
because they know that that wind driven that wind driven tide and, and pushing it maybe through a couple of spoil islands, yeah. it'll just concentrate that bait coming out and they'll just hang out. Yeah, it's going to funnel it through there. You know, a lot of those bait will just get, they'll just kind of go with the flow and kind of just get pushed through there. And those trout will just be, you know, they're opportunistic feeders. Um, yep. They're a, they're a freaking predator. They're going to sit and they're going to just ferociously feed on whatever comes through there, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I practice that, too, around my area. It's pretty much the same thing. You know, we got <laughs> flats and all that, too. But, you know, the... Man, that windblown stuff does 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 wonder sometimes to turn that bite on. <laughs> yep, yep. And luckily, you know, unlike we don't have many marshes, hardly at all down here. So, yeah. you know, I see all these buddies up in northern areas catching all these redfish up in the marsh and all these nice wind protected areas. Fishing flats for redfish is a totally totally different game. It's, yes, it uh, is. Yeah. You, we do a lot of drift fishing. A lot yeah. of standing up on our kayaks and, yep. and slowly just Scanning. watching yep. everything. And, and, yep. and a lot of it is sight casting. You yeah, know? a lot of little flick of bait here, a little flick of bait there, a little nervous water. Yep, or, and, and or you, you cruise you, into it. Yeah, you come across a flat with a bunch of isolated sand pockets, like you're saying, and I've worked the edges of them and work in between them. I mean, some days they'll be inside of them stage. Some days they'll be outside of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some days they'll be sitting right in the bottom, right in the bottom of it. Yep. Yep. Pitch a soft plastic and just kill it in the middle. Sometimes twitch it, bam, and they'll slam it. But, you know, that's that's the cool thing we got down here is that, that, that clear water, uh, a lot of times of the year, you know, you'd be able to, you know, sight cast a lot of fish. And that's the thing, like you were saying, it's different than the marsh systems. We don't have, you know, I have plenty of that up here. I got flats, yeah. I got marsh, I got little bayous and creeks and stuff. You know, there isn't a whole lot of that down there. You, there's a couple places that get kind of get some skinny backwater with some oyster reefs and stuff. Yeah, um, with a lot, a lot of oyster reefs. A lot of oyster reefs yeah. in one certain <laughs> certain lake down there that, yeah. that by one certain bridge where you can catch some snook sometime. <laughs> yep, yep, that, that little certain place. That certain but we place. won't mention it on camera. No, nah, I won't mention it. Everybody, yeah, I mean – yeah. It gets pretty crowded over there, too. <laughs> it, it does. But that's some serious, skinny, dangerous water if you don't know how to navigate it, too. It's, yes, uh, it can be. You know, you'll, get, you'll be fishing one minute and sinking the next with a big old oyster gas in the bottom of your kayak. So Yeah, I got some stuff up here I fish like that. It's, you got to know where it's at, especially if you're in a boat. You really got to know where it's at. But in a kayak, you know, you'll be drifting along. All of a sudden, you look down, it's like eight inches deep with, like, big old oyster heads. Like, yep. <clears throat> everywhere you know it's like oh and then it drops off like 10 foot <laughs> there's like big old gouges in it and stuff it's pretty crazy that's where i catch a lot of my wintertime trout over here yeah, certain yeah area same like here that. certain area like that some with some mud that'll warm up a little bit quicker and <laughs> those reefs that are exposed it hold, hold the heat and then the water comes in and, and it's it warms up around that so yeah that's what i was <laughs> like you know when i i I was like, man, I need to get Tracy on here. I said, I know we'll get to talking about trout and we won't be able to shut up. <laughs> you, you know, but uh, amazingly enough, it, in, in finding fish, I know a lot of people talk about what the, why would you use a fish finder on the flats? Um, <clears throat> I run a side scan, but uh, yep. you, you hit some of them deeper pockets and, and you can still find them 30, 40 feet out on a side scan, even in three oh, yeah. to four foot of water. Oh, yeah. um, or if you, like we're, you know that area that I fish in in that channel, yeah. and uh, there there's a couple of backwater channels up in there. Once you once you get through all the skinny stuff, you're in three to four 
you know, some areas are even six foot deep. Yeah, there's some and, pockets. Yep. And well, that that big red I caught a few weeks ago, that ten pound, twenty eight inch red. Yeah. Found them on side scan, three yeah. foot of water. Oh yeah. And <laughs> so <clears throat> it's just there's there's a lot of different tactics, but uh, yeah, I think mainly for us down here it's it's all about sight fishing and yeah and just knowing where knowing and, and time on the water man time on yeah. the water is just the biggest key to finding fish <clears throat> well y'all have the mangroves down there and everything too you got a lot of flats with all that surrounding it um, yep. um you can access uh you know you can drive on the beach there you can go up towards port port mansfield that's another uh, <clears throat> cut, a cut up there that goes through to the uh to the bay from the Gulf side, uh, you can launch at the, you know, I think near the Coast Guard station and fish some of the jetty area there. Yep, yep. Run across sure the, what is that lake across there? But South Lake, right? Boca Chica? No, it's South Bay. Yeah, South, South Bay. Bay, South and, Bay. And then you got Boca Chica Beach down there. Boca Chica Beach. But yeah, you can hit all of that. I mean, there's chance you're going to catch, like, you can jump some tarpon down there. I mean, did that a couple of years ago the, too. <laughs> the the cobia, co, cobia, cobia will even come in. Lean will come in too sometimes. We uh we Plenty we had Spanish. a cobia, and, and tell you how high our water temps are right now. There was a cobia caught last weekend off the jetties. It's SPI. Oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's about that time. It's about that time. It, it was, it's 82 today. We're out. Yeah. Here it's pretty warm. Uh, pretty warm up here. Yeah, I, I'm hope I hope I can get on the water next couple of days. Got some days. <clears> up, so. I need I need some water time. If if, if as long as they don't try to <laughs> write me a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, me I'm too. isolated. I'm not. I I know. Being the fish. That's that's all it's gonna be. I I see plenty of people on the road this morning coming home from work. I saw plenty of people dragging boats. So um, as long as you're not bunched up, I, I think it's cool. It's, it's outdoor. I think you activity. should be fine. The the salt cool. salt water therapy is 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 great. <laughs> You know, it, it's good because I have allergies this time of year and it's killer right now. So, uh, man, just that salt air helps, you know, yep. with my, my breathing and everything, too. So it's all good. So, yeah, offshore, offshore. Let's let's talk a little bit about that down there. Um, you. You still have that uh, adventure island? I, I do. I do. I have the yeah. mean machine, man. It's the mean machine with a sail on it. Yeah, uh, it, it really is. <laughs> it makes it super easy, um, especially down here if I want to go offshore. Uh, although down here, we don't have the structure like like Corpus yes. Christi does. Um, right. You you either got to know somebody that has coordinates or yes. or find some find a couple of rocks on the bottom down here. I right. mean, it's just insane. And if we, we don't, and when you do, you, you <laughs> score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the fish will congregate. Luckily, they did. However. Over the last couple of years, they did build an artificial reef off of SPI, yeah. giving it a couple of years. But I do know that the snapper are already in. There's a ton of juvenile snapper there already. Yeah. And, and it's easily accessible. How far is that off of the beach? Two miles? It's or uh, two and a half miles, two I and believe. Two and a half miles. Yeah. So, and, it's, and it's well down south of the jetty. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, from the East Cut jetties. So right. we're, we're going to be trying that out hopefully this summer. It's, yeah. Um, get but, with old, get with old Brian Barrera. Uh, he's a one of your teammates. Oh, I know. Away, get to give him some <laughs> some some close numbers. I've I've seen some pictures of him in his boat, and you you can see the buildings. It's not that I, far. I, you know, I know. He, he's he's got he's got some rocks nearby. Yeah, I know. I'm cluing in on him every time I see his pictures. Yeah, 
And, mm -hmm. uh, but no, I mean, even uh, it's been known to catch a rat snapper, even at the jetties. So, yes. I mean, they're, they're there. Um, but we, we kind of have an advantage. We have a really big shipyard jetty, you know, yes. the Brownsville ship channel. And, and, uh, so it's an easy pass and the boat, yes. The actual boat ramp is about a mile and a half from the tip of the jetties. So yeah. it's a real easy cruise. Yeah. If the swells are down, yeah. it's it's easy and you can be offshore. But we catch. Yeah, it is, and it's beautiful when when you catch it right out there. I mean, you'll yeah, have blue yeah, water it's moves awesome. in and you're catching kingfish right there in a jetty pass. Yeah, yeah. I caught a 54-inch kingfish last year just inside the jetties. Um, and then a buddy that I took out, gave him all the equipment to do it. First time ever offshore or technically outside of the bay system. And yeah. he caught a 50 inch kingfish right at the same area. So awesome. Um, but I mean, out of there. Yep. you know, as far as tactics or, you know, any tips or tricks, I'm not the best offshore fisherman. I'm i I'm a big ribbon fish guy when it comes to that. Yeah. Everybody is. Um, one thing that I, I really went to in the last couple of years though, was, uh, a lot of the guys down here, when, when I was learning about it, talking about all this heavy wire and everything. Mm -hmm. And, and after fishing a few tournaments like Florida and Bahamas, I learned that I was using the wrong wire if I really wanted to get bit. So, yeah. uh, one of the biggest things I can tell you is if you, if you make your own Kingfish rigs, if you make mm -hmm. your own offshore rigs, me personally, I go down to 33 pound wire. Yes. Yes. And, and I really don't go over that anymore. And yep. what I've noticed though, is that, that I get bit a lot more. Yes. Um, I've, I've found some certain things, there's a company out, I think it's North Carolina that sells these little weighted jig heads with skirts that, that mm -hmm. you can put your wire through them. I can't remember what they're called, yeah. but I, I know what you're, exactly what you're talking about. It's like a punch weight for bass fishing is what it almost Yeah, like. but it's got a little uh, flash spoon bill on the front yes, of that thing. Yes, it does. Thing, uh -huh. and, and it'll give that kingfish a nice little wiggle in the – or the it'll give the that ribbon, ribbon fish, fish a yeah. nice little wiggle in the water. And mm -hmm. Plus, you got the skirt and the color, and yep. and uh, those work extremely well. But um, yeah, though, it, what I've learned, though, over the years, my biggest tip is is thinner wire. You may get bit off more from a really big kingfish, yeah. But you're gonna get bit more, plain and simple. Your your catch ratio is gonna go up. Yeah. Um, I also I don't reuse hooks a lot of times. If I I don't try to sharpen, I just I'll build new rigs. But that's because right. I get I get bored and I just like to make sure it's done right. Oh yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So that's like a stinger rig, right? With a yep a, a lip hook and then a couple of little trebles. That you yeah, I'll use a I'll use yeah. like a a five or six aught circle hook in the circle front hook in the nose through the mouth and then, eyes. And, and then uh depending on the size of ribbon fish that we're getting in that yeah. time of year I'll, I'll run two to three stinger hooks down the body of it yeah and <clears throat> you almost guaranteed a bite or guaranteed a fish hooking up at, at some point with those with those longer rigs like that oh yeah oh definitely yeah and uh you know those uh spoons you know the big uh speed spoons or uh, big huge three yeah. four ounce casting spoons yeah casting um, spoons uh <clears throat> and outcast tackle makes some pretty good uh rip baits they're like six inch seven inch kayak specific trolling lures you know well and the, and one of the other lures that i've really become fond of and i know a lot of guys talk about it is the uh alco yeah the old halcos um yeah 
but you know, I, I use them just for kingfish. And I, and then I had the opportunity this last year, I took that, that uh, yellowfin tuna trip and, yes. and caught them all on Halcos. They slammed and, them uh, things. So, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, my favorite species offshore for the most part is kingfish. Yeah. They're to, to me, they've kind of become easy. Um, however, I'm still one of the very first times I ever went offshore, I hooked into about a 54 inch cobia and lost it at the oh, boat. Oh man. And so that's my nemesis now. So that's my next one I'm going for plain and yeah. simple. That's, that's one of my goals this year is to, to get a cobia into the boat. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you know, we, we hopefully seeing you in Florida this year, you know, at the old goat and, and oh, I, need man. A, I need that selfish too. At some I, point. I time, might so. be, if that one happens, <laughs> And then we push our turnaround back because our turnaround is supposed to be in June. And that's the only thing that was keeping me from committing to that tournament. Um, yeah, I'd like, to, I'd like to go fish that one. It's, yeah. It looks like it's going to be a fun one. Um, yeah, tournament-wise, you know, you had a you had a pretty good year last year. Uh, you went over to Florida and got some got some work done over there, extreme uh, kayak fishing series. Yeah, yeah. I uh, It was a good year. It really was. Um, I didn't have much luck early in the year. I did, I think, one or two of the bass tournaments with Gene. And then, yeah, um, yeah, just I <clears throat> inshore wasn't working very well um, yeah. for me. But then next thing you know, I we had the Hobie Owners Tournament. Uh, yes. Well, and I, I was actually going to go to the Extreme Kayak Fishing Tournament SummerSlam 1 right. in June. Um, but then we got this this last minute kind of trip to, to Colorado. So I went and caught some new species up in Colorado and yeah. hike and walleye oh, yeah. and smallmouth And, and so then we came back and I immediately turned around, had the Hobie owners tournament, which was, we ended up 60 or so all Hobie kayaks, uh, shotgun start. Yeah. I honestly, it's not my water. It was in Corpus Christi. I'm not familiar with the area. <clears throat> Got a, did a little bit of recon and you know, at the end of the day, I had under 11 pounds. That yeah, was it. Like 10.73 or yep. something. Somewhere around there. 10.61. And you know what? But I, then I come back and I find out that everybody had a bad day and, yeah. uh, and I ended up taking it, won it. And then uh, my buddy, Eric, and I'm just going to call him out. Always get in the Calcutta. Always get in the Calcutta. He's, oh, he's done Eric, it. Eric. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't even try to pronounce it, but yep, Eric Dillowies. D. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, he's, he's Hobie team member, too. He's, he's yep, a fan. But he uh, he didn't get in that side pot, so right. my biggest red took biggest red regardless. And Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I won, uh, I won first place in the Hobie owners, won the, the biggest redfish. Um and then we turned around, and I, I think I did a Gene Saltwater tournament that July, uh, yeah, which I, I won biggest that. redfish right. in that yeah. one. Yeah, um, I didn't make any no of big... the saltwater events for <clears throat> SAKF last year. I was pretty bummed about that because I had a good run the year before. <laughs> yeah, hey, I had a great run that day of the tournament. You know, I caught yeah. two reds over 27. However, it was one red and two trout for the tournament, so that that screwed me up. That's why um, I was excited to fish that one because I was pretty <laughs> excited about that myself too. 
But yeah, but yeah, you had a good uh, when then, was that was in July, right? Then we had that was uh, in July, and then I had the the Ray Del Mar, yes, which was yes. the two day event, and and that one's just a crazy spectacular tournament, and the weather awesome. couldn't have been better. Oh, you know, it's, oh, I know, I'm so kicking myself <clears> in the face for not fishing the offshore proportion of that. I I, I really am. I, I I missed out big time not fishing offshore. And yeah. you know that that one was just an absolute crazy crazy story. That, that yeah. one there was all about just being consistent yes. and it, we had great conditions i mean what not even two foot surf the, uh, the first day so it offshore first day inshore day two and and we get out there and i think right off the bat uh one person had a, a spanish mac and that was it and i mean there were birds diving and fish jumping and and but only one person had hooked up to a fish and it was probably close it was getting close to time to start heading back when i finally got a kingfish and my kingfish wasn't that big it's only like 15 pounds or like just under 15 pounds. yeah and you were just pretty much sitting still and letting it drift like just that's exactly what i was doing it was it was like dead stick in a sinko that's what i said yep (laughs) and uh so and uh yeah i mean that was it you know as it just slow drifting and next thing you know it starts screaming so uh, but I turned in a fish that day and, and the key to that tournament is it's the highest aggregate weight from both days. And after day one, I was 11 pounds out of first place. <laughs> yeah. And that's really hard to come back when you got yeah. the next day is only two slot redfish. So, yeah. um, but the next day came around. I mean, I, I didn't even win any money the first day yes. and day two comes around and well, I'm fishing the same exact area that I won the Hobie owners tournament. So I knew I could find some fish right? <clears throat> and went out. Uh, luckily I, I got two reds. One of them happened to be over 27 and, uh, I think it's about that, seven and a quarter pounds. It, uh, I think we talked about that one. He, he crushed, he went to short strike of top water. He fired a spoon back in there and got him. Right. It sure did. That's yep. exactly <laughs> what happened. Always got to have and, that back uh, up. I will preach that till the day I die. <laughs> and, yeah, I ended up, you know, getting two reds and then just, just so happened that, I mean, I had, uh, I think it was close to 11 pounds somewhere yep. in there. Mm-hmm. And then I get back to launch. Literally. I think I was there like 10 minutes, 12 minutes before they, they shut down. Right. Yeah. The, we uh, all got in. Later. Yep. And I start asking people, I'm just kind of like, Hey, what'd you catch? You know, and I'm looking for my teammate, Eric. And, and, and he comes in after me. And he's like, nope, I skunked, bro. I skunked. And I'm like, because he Uh-oh. was in first place. He had a 25-pound king. Yep. And and then I'm like, well, where's Castro? And and he didn't make and it Castro didn't make it in time. And then yep. I'm looking around, and some of the other guys that were fishing in day one that were up ahead of me didn't fish day two. And so they were already out. And then oh, Mark Garcia, the, the previous winner from the year yep. before, <clears throat> I said, How'd you do? He's like, Oh, I got one red. One. And, it was, yeah. and I'm like, oh. Cause he was ahead of me by like three pounds and that was yeah. it. So I was yeah, like, so no. like Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just walking around asking everybody, oh, what'd you oh, think? Hey, how'd you do? You know? And, and, uh, I still wasn't certain, dude. I still wasn't yeah. certain, especially yeah. when I see people coming up, David Howard here, dude, over 16 pounds, two yeah. red fists that day. Yeah. He, he had some fakes that day. And, the, and the luckily is, uh, his, normal his fishing partner, <laughs> <laughs> didn't catch he caught one little one you know he, yeah he caught like a three pounder or something you can be hit or miss man that's how it is here sometimes but 
and, yeah. and that scared me too because yeah. oh, oh Matt Murphy's a deadly son of a gun and and oh, yeah, he is. and but he had a king the day before too but uh luckily man it, it turned out I didn't win money either day but I won a four thousand dollar kayak that day it was yeah. it was yeah. insane king um, of the <laughs> king of the sea yeah and then I I turned around and I mean literally I I got home that Sunday turned around on Wednesday and started heading to Florida yeah. and fished the EKFT SummerSlam 2 and ended up with a, another 15, 16 pound King. Yes. Uh, ended up, I, I entered the Calcutta. I mean, it's a, it's a big buy-in. It's a hundred dollar buy-in for that Calcutta. Right. Yeah. I think you got but seventh in the, in the tournament with the fish I got, itself and c- I got cut a check there. Yeah. Sixth overall. I actually won sixth. a, uh, like a $500 Garmin fish finder and, yeah. And then I won eighteen hundred cash in the uh, Calcutta. Calcutta, yeah. So ain't nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong no, with that. No, it's it, you know when you look back on it and look how much you won. I mean, heck, I won because the Hobie owner tournament. I won a kayak. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and cash, and then and then you won uh, a kayak again. <laughs> and, and and then back in December, I won another kayak on a raffle. Yep. yep. So uh, oh yeah, all, right. all Hobies. <clears throat> yeah, all Hobies. So, yeah, it was a good year last year, man. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, Burley Pro, our, our, uh, Martin, mm-hmm. he, 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 what'd he do at the East Extreme Kayak? He got third or fourth? Didn't no, he, he like... actually got, he got 10th. He got 10th. 10th, 10th, Okay, no, no, okay. I thought he, uh, he did play, so yeah, he, he, he was a, a visiting at the time, you know, and then got to go over there and all that. You know, they're doing a good thing over there. He's making, uh, Face shields right now. Those, yeah, face shields yeah. for all everybody. So that's pretty that's cool, cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, that uh, man, that radio Mar it still it still haunts me for not <laughs> entering that dang <laughs> offshore side. I mean, I didn't have. I think I finished 14th overall in the redfish side, but you know, it's all good. I, I got I won spot pot at 420. That you did. 420 dollars, and that's all good. I'll take that any day of the week. It's $420 you didn't have at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And it's fun. It was fun. You know, we, you know, we got caught in some weather that day and lost about two hours of fishing time. And then we fished my waters, my my local waters. So we were, you know, an hour and 40 minutes away from the weigh in. So we we lost a a lot of valuable fishing time where we probably could have fished where we fished the year before. Um, Well, my teammate, who I usually fish with, they didn't, the first year you could fish as a team um in the redfish side of the event but this year or, or last year they didn't let you uh well, you know my buddy michael uh he he got seventh he had two he had two redfish the last 10 minutes yeah of our drift back to the ramp i mean we were 100 <laughs> yards from the ramp and he pulled two 24 inch redfish boom boom i was like gosh dang where mine at i was like oh it's okay i got it i got a I had one that was like 2.4 pounds. That was like I had a small one that I had two that were probably like three and a half pounds a piece, um, you know, just to because uh, they had a, the the dink a dink redfish, the smallest redfish pot too. I think yeah, I missed yeah. that by like a <clears throat> couple tenths of a pound. I think I missed winning that too. It's like dang it, I, I would have had a little more cash in hand. But uh, no, it's always a fun event. They put on a good time. They had a lot of. I won some uh, some pretty good raffle stuff too. So I mean, it was came out ahead. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was it was a good tournament. So I I recommend everybody come out and check it out this next year. Oh yeah, no doubt, we'll, man. They will definitely they be on again in August. Yes, it was <clears> the <throat> first first weekend in August. Uh, Corpus Christi, um, vice versa, depending on weather. Uh, 
inshore one day, offshore the next, or flip it around. Depends on the yep. on the weather conditions and and I don't know if we can top last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was good go. weather, good good weather. Yeah. So what's your plans for this year? What you got going on tournament wise? You got some coming up? <clears throat> well, right now uh, I did have some coming up, but everything's getting canceled. Yeah. Um, biggest ones for the year though, uh, the, the goat. I can't goat. go wrong going the goat. Yeah. Um, I've already hopefully that doesn't get pushed out because I already got reservations. We've already got a house on the island in, in Navari yeah. Beach, Florida. Yeah. Um, good buddy I um, met out in Bahamas is putting that one on. If yeah. you haven't ever met Derek Benton, man, that, that guy's crazy. But yeah. he's he's <laughs> he's good people. Man, some and, of them some of them promo he, videos he's putting out is pretty dang funny. Too. He's <laughs> he's nuts. I love him though. Yeah. Um, so, seems like it's so, going to be uh, a good time. <laughs> I I think, you know, I, I do got some – I plan on doing all the San Antonio kayak fishing that I can, yeah. all their t- tournaments. And then um, I, I do know that Port Mansfield has reached out. They plan on doing a kayak division this year, Port Mansfield tournament, which is a huge tournament. Um, they're planning on adding a new division this year and bringing in some more people. So oh, we'll see sweet. how that goes. And that when does that run in September? Um, that's usually in July. July. So oh, man, I hope it's in the end of the month when my turnaround's over. I'd like to come fish that one. <laughs> and you know, I I like to do at least one of the EKFTs a, yeah. a year. Um, you know, just depending with with how this whole pandemic goes we'll, we'll see how that all works out but yeah that's the, um, that's the key factor to all of us you know getting it, it really going. is yeah <clears throat> and then you know a few local tournaments here and there are nine five six kayak anglers yes. page we we do a couple of tournaments every year and then uh, uh my other local one that i like to do is valley haven it's a it's a child um care center here here in the I mean, valley they, that takes they in, do have a kayak division you know, also, right? childs instead of going into the foster system, they, they bring in at risk kids oh, and, yeah, and they also have call. a kayak division. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, that's the one I think I was going uh, to try are, last year. Yeah. <clears throat> those are, those are my main things that I got going on. I'm un- unfortunately, I don't get to bass fish and practice that. So I'm going to just try to bass fish a little bit more this year too. That's one of my goals. You'll yeah. find some green fish. <clears throat> They're fun, but I just get drawn back to that salt water. A lot. <laughs> I mean, I can, I, I mean, I, I've had some success because that's what I did as a kid. You know, that's what I grew up. A lot of the farm ponds and golf, sneaking on the golf courses and <laughs> all that good kind of <laughs> stuff. But I mean, I was always around salt water too, but, um, you know, bass fishing was just super easy for me to ride my bike to a bunch of neighborhood ponds and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, so that kind of stuck in my, stuck in my, in my blood. You know, I, I still like to catch some bass. I got little more opportunities up here. You know, y'all don't really have a, a lot of stuff you can you can fish down there. Um, y'all have yeah. one lake yeah, down yeah. the other side of McAllen. Y'all, you have some access to, it's a private lake. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, some but when you do get access there. to it, you catch a lot of fish. That's good. That's a good, good, good lake. Good little lake. Yeah, man. That uh, I hope we get to move on on some of these tournaments, man. It's, it's you know that's the key thing. You know, some of these we're we're trying to run just uh you know online only and this and that and do, do the announcement of prizes on Facebook Live and this and that or or announce them. But you know the whole thing about this kayak fishing, you know, 
tournaments and in general is the camaraderie and meeting everybody and hanging out and having a good time, you know? So due, yeah. due to this social distancing, you know, we got going on, I mean, yes, it's for the good of the, the, the you know, the community and everything, but you know, it does take away that interaction that, that, that we, we love so much in this, in this kayak fishing world, you know, that's, that's what brought me into it a lot, you know? So oh, I, agree. I hope everything moves forward and we get, turn this around and kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully the rest of the year turning on and having, having some good times, you know? So hell yeah, I'm ready for that. So, you know, I now, you know, I, I when I first announced you on the beginning of the segment, you know, I, you know, you're you're a part of the the Hobie team. Um, you know, I want to you know want to give some pointers to some some listeners out there. You know how how you went about that or, or what all is involved um, about <laughs> looking for some sponsorships or, or how that all happened. You know, little yeah, well the, <clears throat> the the Hobie fishing team. So what was it three years ago almost now. Uh, Mike Morales from from Finn Factory. He he had just started his dealership there in Corpus or Flower Bluff, and and he was looking to have some pro staff, you know. And and when you're a, a Hobie dealer and you want to have pro staff, those guys automatically become part of the Hobie fishing team. That's that's just kind of how that works. Yeah. That's that's where you get your your sponsorship from from Hobie. Yeah. And. He, he did it a little differently than most. Most will find those guys that are real vocal and real active on, on Facebook, but he did it. If you win, he, he held a tournament, a Hobie owner's tournament. And if you won within the first three slots, he was going to choose two people. And man, what a tough day. There were fish <laughs> everywhere, but it was still a tough day. My first two fish in the morning were over, oversized yeah. reds. And, yeah. and it was also a... <clears throat> You know, it was also a shotgun start, all one marina. You, you had to be out at a certain time. You had to be, you know, back at a certain time. And everybody launched from the same spot. Everybody came back at the same spot. And, and I fished my tail off, man. I, I had one red finally about, I think it was about 11 o'clock in the morning. Had a 24-inch red. And and then literally, I think it was 15 minutes before weigh-in, I had a 20, maybe 20 and a quarter. I mean, that thing was small. <laughs> it's it was scraping by yeah. But you know what? I got my two reds and, yeah. and he also does, he's a big advocate and, and he had live weigh in. And if right. your fish was released and it swam away, you weren't deducted anything. If you kept yeah. your fish, you'd have been deducted. So either that or he was given a bonus for a live fish. I don't remember, yeah. but um, I came in literally with minutes to spare. You know, I'm kind of a sandbagger like that. I'm going to, I'm going to do it until the end. And uh, I get in and at first Naomi, of course, we had already talked, and, and she looked at me, and she's like, oh, I think you're in first. I'm like, what? And I'm like, no way. There's no way with a 24-and-a-half no and a, and a, and a 20-inch redfish. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> come to find out, my good buddy, uh, now Eric, um, who actually won the tournament, mm-hmm. he had one redfish. That was it. <laughs> but it was a good one. <laughs> it was a good one. Uh, he actually beat me by point zero five pounds five one hundredths of a pound that's insane that's really close (laughs) and and yeah and he was thinking about uh keeping his fish if he'd have kept his fish i would have won oh yes yep um but no i i I won second place and uh just so happens mike mike talked with both of us and 
and we were chosen to be our, his pro staff. Um, yep. And it's been an excellent, just an amazing relationship ever since. Uh, I consider those people like family. Yep. Now they've opened up a new a new shop down here in the valley. I went and helped and did you know some assistance on remodeling and and we've we worked there you know during the soft opening and and offloaded kayaks the next day when their first delivery came in. I mean, my oh, son was cool. working there with me. It's just you know it, we're we're family now. Um, and, and those are the kind of people you know and. It doesn't have to be Hobie. I, a lot of people are just like, oh, Hobies are snobs. You know, Hobie owners are horrible and they just think they have the best. No, it's it's my cup of tea. That's what it is. And yeah. and, and you want to know more about it? Just come and ask me. And, exactly. and maybe that's maybe that's why I'm a good pro staff for them, because I don't try to berate people or tell them that they got inferior products. Yeah. If it's for you, it's for you. If you want to come and right. find out about it, let me show you what they're all about. Let me show exactly. you why exactly why they they cost so much for one. You know, let me show you. But um, you get what you pay for, and they're right. just amazing pieces of machinery. Um, and that kind of goes for everything when it comes to sponsorships. Uh, I kind of fell into every sponsorship that I have. I don't go out and seek them. I don't go ask. I've got, I got enough money. I got, I got a pretty good job and, and I got enough money to buy anything I want. But when it comes to sponsorships, <clears throat> if, if it's something that you believe in, yes. go for it, go yes. for a sponsorship. Exactly. That's, you know, that's my, that's my bread and butter. That's my gravy and biscuits right there. I, yeah. I had a couple of mutual friends that put me in contact with Brian Barrera with, with DOA and, and, you know, first off, and, and he can tell you the story, I, I I flat out told him, I said, look, I'm not one of those guys that I'm just going to promote a product that I don't use 100% of the time. Yep. And I told him, I said, I use DOA lures uh, many times before. And yeah, they work. But, you know, at that point in time, I was using gamblers. I was using yeah. Hedden. I was using all these other different types of lures, Yes. Uh, unfair lures. Um, and And I flat out said, you know, how about I do this? I'm going to fish with your product and your product only for six weeks. We'll see what happens. And that's what I did. And I'll tell you what, I caught more fish in those six weeks than I normally ever do in six weeks. Yeah. They're, they're tough. They work. They hold up under pressure. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, when I say pressure, I'm talking those 75 trout days, you know, oh, yeah. when you just catch them one yep. after another for hours on end. Those little cow shad. And, uh, <clears throat> yep. Yeah. The little <laughs> cow shad. Yeah, uh, we call them grubs, I believe. But grubs, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those things will hold up to over 100 trout, and I've oh, tested yeah. it. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I after that, I just made the switch, and I said, "Yeah, you want to sponsor me? Go ahead. We'll we'll work a deal." And and uh, you know, they made me the offer of what they offered, and and yeah. I took it. Uh, and then last year, a, a buddy of mine from H and H rods, you know, he reached out and said, Hey man, we need to get you hooked up with some rods. That was right after I won the, the Ray Del Mar. And, yeah. and, uh, this year, first boat show, we, we worked a deal and, and that's just, that's exclusive. Now I, he's, you know, he's working with me on anything that I need. Plus his warranty is outstanding, dude. I, I had a, an eyelet, uh, break on one of my rods from last year and, and, uh, he went back and he's rebuilt my whole rod for me. So, Oh yeah. I mean, he, he takes care of you, but <clears throat> you know, that's the thing is if, if you, if you, it's more of a family kind of thing and those things that you really believe in, 
Um, I hate it when I see a guy that in three years, he's, he's been sponsored by three different lure companies. You know, he's, you know, the, the first one that, or the, the newest one on the market, this one glows, this has got this crazy tail. This has got this, Yeah. you know, that just, to me, kind of, it sets me off when I hear about those. And, and what, mm-hmm. what I hate is I also get turned off by the actual product itself. Yeah. You know, it may be an excellent product, but when I see people out there that are just throwing it around here and there, and they were fishing with something else two weeks ago, it just, it hurts, you know, it, it hurts. So if you're, yeah. if you're looking to do the sponsorship thing, my best advice is go for something you believe in, go exactly. for something that you use, Tried and, and true. Yep. you know, something you have confidence in, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And that's, what's cool about DOA is they also offer a, you know, a, it's not a a, a big a line as their saltwater, but they're, uh, they have some freshwater baits as well. They, they do. And they can, they work really well. They Uh, work really good in saltwater too. uh, Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Them snakes will catch you a big old trout. (laughs) Oh yeah. They, they work good in the winter too. When they're, bounce them on the bottom but then pt7s that's a it's a weedless uh top water bait uh weedless bait walk the dog yeah. um has it like and a it'll six work. Off wide gap hook it, it works in the grass um it, it I, also works in reeds with bass it works in reeds with bass really good yeah i have quite a few of those i like that old that old that pink one and then that that chartreuse and pearl one Ooh, yeah yep i like that one the redfish like to eat that one in the in the reeds too and and it'll also skip right across lily pads Sure it's does. Like crazy. Right on through. Yep. <clears throat> That's a good bait, man. It's a good all-around bait. Like I said, you called a good one a couple weeks back on. Um, yeah, Brian's a good dude. He's the uh, he's the, the marketing guy for him, you know, one of our buddies. Yep. I've fished with him a time or two. I'm supposed to get down there and catch some snook with him. I've been meaning to. It'll be in the boat, but, you know, still fun anyways. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, – you know, I, I stand by everything you just said about something you believe in. You know, that's just like me, you know, same thing. You know, I was into Jackson and I just, that's what I, that's what I fell in love with paddling and it just transitioned over. And then I've had more opportunities with them now than I ever thought I would have in the kayak industry. And yep. it's pretty cool. Um, you know, with Waterloo, Jimmy, he's just like H and H, you know, it's the local rod builders that are, that are the guys that have warranties that, 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 you know, everybody, you know, they support all the, the local kids tournaments and charity events and, and uh, cook-offs and, and benefits and they give stuff. You know, it, it's, it's it's them companies that that, that that I like to see involved. It's yeah. a good thing, man. It's a good <clears throat> thing. So, yeah, so you, you know, anybody else you want to give a shout-out to or everything before we wrap this, this little segment up? Oh, well, then there's my, my buddy at, uh, you know, Burley Pro. Nobody can say anything bad about old Martin Giddens. No, they can't. Um, he, he's not officially my sponsor, but that guy is doing some amazing stuff, man. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, my other – we've talked forever on, on, on Facebook, on social media, but oh, Rex de Guzman right oh, there. Yeah. You know, action hat and, and uh, that, that new paddle clip, dude, is, if you haven't oh, gotten one yet. You, See, you I'm, repping get the, I'm repping the other buddy too, the Yak Tribe. He, ah, I got you. <laughs> them guys got a good little thing going on, both of them, Rex and Heath. You know, they they got a good thing. You know, uh, I love Rex. No, I, I mean, I, I love supporting those guys. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff like that. Yes, sir. 
I need to get you a couple of my shirts. I need to get you a couple of hat, get a hat or two and get you some. some of them oh, yeah, and then there's that Tidewater. That, that Tidewater stuff. Where's that from? It's just some <laughs> grassroots stuff, too. Started from the bottom. That's it. Uh, try to build a little little something, something, you know. Yep. I always enjoyed the, you know, designing, drawing, and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of went from there. So, yeah, but, you know, like you said, old Martin, boy, he, he he's 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 a cool cat i've talked to him back and forth over facebook to try to get him on and we just can't ever line up one of these days i'm gonna get him on here on the on the podcast so um yeah man we'll wrap this up dude i I really appreciate see how it goes as well he uh yeah go ahead i i cut you off oh yeah i was gonna say he's he's also got his uh his new braid company coming out tax line so uh, we'll see how that all kicks off as well once this whole virus thing is over. this whole thing wrapped up, that'll be something to check out. Tasline, T-A-S-L-I-N-E, correct? Something like that. Is that what it is? I I believe so, yeah. You have to check that out. Maybe when he gets that ball rolling, you have to to try it out, see what what he got. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Enjoyed chatting with you like always and hope to get some water time with you here pretty soon. You know, I I want to get down there, man. I I love that area down there. I used to go down there and surf all the time, you know. So and then I, you know, the fishing thing kind of kind of took on off a little bit more than the surfing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man. I, <laughs> and the skateboarding. I understand. I'm still, I'm still skating a little little bit here and there, you know. It's all good. But yeah, man. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you coming on and sharing some info and sharing a little bit about yourself for everybody. And, uh, man, thanks to all the listeners. You know, if y'all check it out on the uh, Facebook page, Chasing the Tide, I started a page itself. Uh, go on there. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up on there. And uh, thanks to Pal and Finn for letting me part part of their group. And uh, hopefully we'll see everybody on the water. Cheers. All right. See you later, brother. Later. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, or want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo go right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the recycled plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammer Lures melts those down makes new baits and donates them to various chapters of heroes on the water.